section ten of the roosevelt rondon scientific expedition and the telegraph line commission this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the roosevelt rondon scientific expedition and the telegraph line commission by candido rondon translated by r g Wrighty and edwin murray second lecture part four in order to attend to the already mentioned solicitations to accelerate our march we did not continue to proceed with the necessary measuring in order to ascertain the different technical data relative to the entire definition of the town a the transport of the baggage to the seventeenth camp below the fall terminated on the same day but the portaging of the canoes demanded efforts which lasted until two o'clock in the afternoon of the twenty-fifth we recommenced immediately afterwards to descend the river but we did not succeed in traversing more than one thousand one hundred ten metres now we came across an outcrop of granite which hindered our passage in a length of over one thousand metres these repeated stoppages although they did not succeed in overcoming the resistance and the vigour of our admirable canoemen were however now trying the patience of the members of the american commission we had completed twenty-seven days navigation but we had nevertheless not advanced more than one hundred fifty seven thousand four hundred ten metres corresponding to a daily run of below six kilometres this speed would really be ludicrous were it not rather an eloquent testimony of the enormity of the work which the constantly embarrassing falls were causing us withal were it not for the annoyance resulting from the delay everything else was going on favourably the sanitary condition of the expedition was good and the quantity of provisions still existing was sufficient to assure us the termination of the voyage without scarcity of food if it were not for the most special conditions of this expedition these hindrances would constitute for us a good occasion to extend with greater leisure our explorations into the interior of these lands which in reality greatly interested us in virtue of the exuberance of its formidable vegetation the rubber tree became more and more profuse and of a better quality the hardwoods were numerous and of great variety proceeding along the banks of the new waterfall we observed the following trees aroira piuva enjico peroba cedro laranguera silvestre cajuero and many other equally precious specimens which form a forest so high and dense that the river below has a dark and shaded aspect we also found vestiges of indians but not of recent date on the following day i formed our men into two parties one under the direction of lieutenant lira who took charge of portaging the canoes by the channels and the other took our baggage to the nineteenth camp pitched at the bar of a small stream which flows into the river from the right bank of the roosevelt this work took us the whole day at first we gave the name of tokari to the waterfall on account of one of those trees which furnished us with a great quantity of nuts later on however we changed this name to das inscriptiones 
in remembrance of the fact that mr cherry had discovered a slab with geometrical figures naturally carved on same by the indians of that region unfortunately the american naturalist was not able to photograph these interesting ethnographic documents neither did he copy the designs nevertheless he informed us that they consisted of a series of three sets or combinations of concentric circles each one constituted by four lines the position of the common centre being marked in each one below the first set of figures three others existed each one formed of five m's overlapping each other so that the strokes of the m remained parallel to one another the design was headed by a line which ran from right to left of the slab at first rectilineous then curved upwards and finally descending again and continuing on the other side in the initial direction in the highest point of this line three small circles were carved each one with its centre clearly visible other designs which existed on the face of the slab turned towards the current of the river mr cherry could not distinctly see we left this camp on the morning of the twenty seventh and descended five thousand four hundred twenty five metres more still surrounded by mountains which were accompanying us from the quartzite waterfall twice we were obliged to unload our craft in order to traverse the current and on one of these occasions we almost lost the canoes forming the ferry which capsized we installed our twentieth camp under an enormous rainstorm and from there we left on the following morning having made the insignificant run of one thousand five hundred fifty metres whilst dispensing myself of further reference to three rapids which gave us the usual trouble i will say that a little before we had discovered on the left bank a small river to which i gave the name of cherry after the american naturalist and that our halt was made on the side of a big waterfall taken on the whole it caused a change of level in the bed of the river to a total extent of thirty-three metres but in detail it was recognized as being constituted of six successive steps the intervals between them rapidly increasing from the fourth to the sixth where the waters make a drop of ten metres from both sides of the three last steps large rocks jut out assigning the spot where the mountain allowed itself to be torn asunder by the impetus of the current when this was endeavouring to secure a passage through its compact and solid mass after the last fall the river continues in a deep and narrow bed enclosed between the mountains flowing swiftly and only at the end of two stretches does it regain its customary aspect with regard to the predominating nature of the rock it appeared to me at the moment that it was of a calcareous formation and for this reason i named this place cachuera da pedra de cal later on however the geologist dr eusebio de oliveira verified from the samples that i gave him that there was a mistake in that classification for the mineral there existing is called hornfels in which there are only slight traces of calcium i leave this rectification consigned in the hope that it may serve to avoid possible mistakes which might arise from the erroneous designation the embarrassment which this waterfall caused to the progress of our march was most serious 
we would not have overcome same except at the cost of enormous efforts employed during some days it was necessary to open up a road on the top of the hill on the left bank in the direction of the first navigable point on the lower part of the river and we should have to transport all the baggage of the expedition by it as for the canoes we would endeavour to pass them by the less dangerous channel guiding them and sustaining them by means of hawsers at the places where this manoeuvre was absolutely impracticable we would drag them overland until we could launch them ahead of us in analogous conditions to the preceding we admitted the possibility of the five smaller craft not resisting the shocks to which they would be exposed and in case we lost them we should be obliged to build others to replace same on the morning of the twenty ninth we separated into three parties the first with mr roosevelt cherry and dr cajazera remained in the camp the twenty first the second under lieutenant lira and mr kermit took charge of the work of descending the canoes and the other accompanied me in reconnoitring the road over land i left in a north-northwest direction across small ridges which sloped toward the river i crossed the valley of some headwaters of little importance and then commenced to climb the side of the hill on reaching the summit at ten thirty a m i ascertained that the barometer showed a pressure of seven hundred forty two point five millimetres corresponding to a height of one hundred four metres in relation to the level of the twenty-first camp by this evaluation the top of the hill where we stood and the salto naivite which was more than one hundred kilometres distant were so situated that if an imaginary straight line were drawn from one to the other it would be horizontal therefore following all the route traversed from that fall to the mouth of the river cherry we had descended from waterfall to waterfall as much as we would descend in a few minutes from the top of this hill to our twenty-first camp desirous of seeing the panorama which was displayed from this height i ordered a few trees to be cut down on the northern side at the place where the slope drops abruptly forming a precipice after having terminated the cutting down we could then gaze on the distant horizon taking in beautiful scenery in which the dark ridge of the mountains stood out and below winding between the mountains until it disappeared behind them in a northerly direction the river which we had been exploring with so much fatigue and now seemed to us to be reduced to the insignificant proportions of a rivulet proceeding with the work of opening up the road we arrived at the bank of the river below the last falls at two thirty where we were to establish our twenty-second camp which was two thousand two hundred fifty metres away from the previous one by this road our valiant cablocos transported the whole of the baggage of the expedition working for this purpose during the thirtieth and the thirty-first on the last day we were installed at our new camp the descent of the canoes required time and more earnest efforts on the first day in spite of the fact that lieutenant lira and mr kermit had prolonged the work up to six o'clock in the afternoon they only succeeded to pass the first three falls with one canoe the other canoe only got over two falls on the following day employing great efforts 
they got down the falls not only these canoes but two others bringing them to the upper level of the last fall and were obliged to proceed by land it was still necessary to employ the whole day of the thirty-first in descending the five first terraces with the larger canoe but one was lost and we now remained with five only finally from two to five o'clock in the afternoon on the first of april they successively arrived at the port of the twenty-second camp having been dragged overland by the members of the expedition this hard work during four days caused considerable suffering to our men only one of them the canoe man luis correa kept up his vigor and good spirits of always another one called macario also distinguished himself by his capacity of resistance against fatigue the others however without accepting our excellent pilot antonio correa broke down not in spirit but their physical forces were exhausted whilst awaiting the end of this difficult journey the members of the expedition gave themselves over to their habitual occupations mr roosevelt divided his time between reading writing and correcting his book and cherry the naturalist augmented his ornithological collections by the daily acquisition of fresh specimens one of these called the attention of the american scientist because it appeared to him that it was a variety hitherto unknown and therefore not classified on one of these days i myself had my own little surprise naturally it was not one of those things that would increase the wealth of the compiled knowledge of works on natural history but it was a modest observation of mine relative to the first representative of the large family of turkey buzzards which allowed itself to be seen in the forests of this river the animal which gave me the occasion to register this note did not belong to the species of those who feed themselves on decomposed carnage it was a more noble animal one of those who knows how to hunt his prey and prides himself so much that he has a surname for he is called urubu matthias besides the whole district of the waterfalls which we were traversing right away from naivete was completely devoid of game it is possible that this was due to the fact that at this time of year the birds and quadrupeds had taken refuge into the interior on the highlands it is true that i could rarely determine the existence of certain birds once or twice i heard the red-headed macuco chirp but i never succeeded in getting to hear the real macuco i heard also but rarely the song of the uru and of the miatire there were no signs however of the maui e kire as for the mammals we saw a deer twice once at the simplicio waterfall and then at the bar of the marciano avila the tapir was once or twice surprised by us when crossing the river but the ketatu and the peccary we never met of the quadrumanes the one which we most frequently met was the barigudo and then the cohu and more rarely than these the macaco prego the coata made its appearance very seldom and only on one occasion did we see the white-faced monkey with a light-coloured body at the end of the last day of the work which i have above referred to a tempestuous night followed 
during which it rained so much that our canvas awnings gave way under the weight of the water and the canoes threatened to be sunk in spite of the fact that the members of the expedition had not had the sleep which they so much required on the following day we recommenced our journey on a ferry and three separate canoes the river continued to flow with impetuous velocity forced between rocky hills obliging us to transport the baggage by difficult roads regular goat tracks in order to be able to descend the canoes through the rapids in this way we covered two thousand eight hundred fifty meters at the end of which we encamped close to a high rock through which the waters had opened a deep channel forming almost vertical walls as if the rock had been worked by stone masons the exploration of the road to get around by the left the enormous obstacle created by this incident was realized on the same day and had to be prolonged until reaching to more than two thousand two hundred meters the base of a rock where the falls ended this was the place picked out to establish our twenty-fourth camp and which we hoped would be known as the quejada de anta in view of the fact that we had there found a jawbone of the well-known pachydermata brasiliensis unfortunately a great disaster obliged us a few hours afterwards to change this name for another on the morning of the third we commenced our work lieutenant lyra and mr kermit were going to descend the canoes by the waterfalls and i went to open the portage road this work was almost terminated and now a third party under the direction of sergeant pixau had commenced the transportation of the baggage when the canoe man luis correa came to advise me on behalf of lieutenant lyra that the soldier julio of the thirty eighth battalion of infantry had just then assassinated that sergeant i left the men of my party continuing the work which they were doing and set off to the place of this sad mishap i found the body of my unfortunate camarada lying down close to a big tree a little distance off the spot where the baggage of the expedition was accumulated he had been hit in the right axilla by a bullet of a winchester forty four which caused immediate death i directed myself to the camp where i found mr roosevelt and dr cajazera who had taken the first steps unfortunately of no avail to succor the wounded man and arrest the assassin he after having committed the crime had run into the interior of the wood where he had disappeared with his murderous gun the criminal was a healthy man of strong constitution we had included him in the expedition because of these qualities verified by dr cajazera on the medical inspection made at tapirapuan for the picking out of our men and added to this was the fact that he had manifested the desire to accompany us unfortunately such favorable appearances only served to disguise a nature of the most unfortunate morality which soon revealed itself at the first waterfall but when we were able to discover his bad qualities his cowardice and complete incapacity to follow up the continuous efforts of his fellow companions we were so far advanced in the river that it was impossible for us to rid ourselves of his presence and we therefore had to resign ourselves to keeping him with us until the end of the journey 
nevertheless not one of our party suspected that we would have to lament the consequences of such a wicked act as that which he had just committed because the most accentuated trace of that sad soul was his pusillanimity not only in facing danger but also in sustaining any continuous and energetic action in the expedition no one relied upon the assistance of his strength and least of all of his will nevertheless it would not have been right for us to have left him unoccupied he was therefore employed in the transportation of the baggage and more than usually excelled in showing the despondency and carelessness with which he did his work sergeant pixau reprehended him for this he without saying a word went to the camp got hold of one of the expedition's four carbines came back to the spot where the sergeant was and treacherously murdered him we said above that the criminal had taken refuge in the wood carrying that gun with him there was therefore sufficient reason for us to fear lest he should commit other crimes and in order to avoid this it was imperative to follow on his track disarm and if possible arrest him with this end in view i gave the necessary instructions to the canoe-man antonio correa and to the parisi indian antonio who following up the trail of the fugitive were not long in discovering the firearm abandoned at the first obstacle which he met in the rapidity of his flight into the dense vegetation of the forest with our minds at ease on this score we desisted from the almost impracticable purpose of pursuing the assassin in order to arrest him and we turned all our attention to the arrangements for the funeral of our poor fellow-worker sergeant pixau of the fifth battalion of engineers was a veteran of the campaign waged by the telegraph line commission against the hardships of the wilderness in the highlands of the paresis he was in command of a military post installed by me at juhina to serve as a base for our animals which became interned beyond the huruena in the direction of the northern range of mountains there he had the fortunate opportunity of receiving in nineteen eleven the friendly visit of the representatives of a group of nambiquaras from the valley of that river and he acquitted himself so well on this occasion that in a very short space of time he succeeded in conquering the confidence of these indians and acquiring great prestige amongst them from the juhina post pixau had passed to serve at the general construction camp where he rendered relevant services which obtained for him his promotion as sergeant for his effective post was that of a corporal a few years ago having finished his time of first engagement in the ranks of the army he was immediately re-engaged it was in this position that he continued to render to the fifth battalion of engineers to the commission of the telegraph lines and now to the roosevelt rondon expedition his assistance and excessive good will serving as an example to his comrades by his spirit of discipline which he impressed to all his acts and above all by the morality of his life as a soldier and as a man the grave was opened on the same spot where he fell close to the road with his head towards the mountain and his feet towards the river then mr roosevelt lieutenant lyra and myself carried the body of our unfortunate companion 
and laid it at the bottom of this modest grave marked by the symbolic cross of his religious creed we completed these pious duties with a military funeral salvo in which mr roosevelt seconded by mr cherry two soldiers and myself took part it was this sad occurrence which made us adopt a new denomination to mark out the mountain range and the falls which had had the bad destiny of being its indirect cause and theatre they both received the name of pixau as a last homage due by us to the companion whose devotion to the common cause and to his chiefs his kindness to his comrades and subalterns conquered not only the esteem but the gratitude of the discoverers of the roosevelt in spite of actively proceeding with the moving of the camp we could not finish same on that day for this reason at the end of the portage road below the falls we could only make a hasty bivouac with part of our baggage at five thirty p m mr roosevelt arrived breathless with the great effort which he had made to climb up the slopes of the rocky mountain that violent exercise was too excessive for his state of health and made him suffer very much on the following morning the fourth of april we commenced the exhaustive work of the previous day so as to terminate the transportation of the baggage and canoes at about four p m this work was so far advanced as to make it possible to finally install our twenty-fourth camp at the moment that we left the bivouac mr roosevelt felt himself suddenly attacked with high fever his temperature rising quickly to more than thirty-nine degrees centigrade on the road we had been caught by a heavy hailstorm which drenched us and greatly increased the sufferings of our sick friend dr cahazera gave him an injection of half a gram of quinine and during the night mr kermit and dr cahazera kept watch over him in turn until two o'clock in the morning and from that hour onwards i took their place although on the morning of the fifth mr roosevelt was feeling better i decided to transfer the camp to another place which was not so damp as where we had passed the night in order to do this i crossed over to the right bank which i explored at a distance of one thousand six hundred meters where we came across a large creek to which we gave the name of boa esperanza for we saw that the river from that place flowed down apparently with no obstacles to oppose our march i did not change the camp to this spot in view of mr roosevelt's bad state of health i limited myself to install it at nine hundred fifty meters from the place where we wished to get out on this day we finished the work of passing the canoes across the waterfalls in which our canoemen under the direction of lieutenant lyra and mr kermit animated by the example of tenacity which these two gave them developed efforts which appeared to exceed the resisting capacity of the human organism mr roosevelt was amazed at the exceptional physical and moral energy of our officers and men and whilst talking to me said the following they say that the brazilians are indolent well my dear colonel a country that has men like these has assured a great future for itself and will certainly carry out the biggest undertakings in the world we passed a relatively quiet night the fever did not continue its attacks on mr roosevelt but attacked mr kermit 
on the morning of the sixth we left the twenty-fifth camp taking the canoes still lightened of their burden to the boa esperanza creek where we recommenced the navigation which continued unhindered through long stretches of the river until we had completed twenty eight thousand three hundred twenty five metres on descending the pixao waterfall we lost a canoe with our craft reduced to four canoes we could not continue on the topographical survey with the methods previously used and it became necessary therefore to content ourselves with the elements furnished by the measures of time and of the average velocity deducted from the values obtained in regard to the rectilineal tracks of the river with the assistance of the telemeter the place at which we arrived and where we installed our twenty-sixth camp two hundred one thousand nine hundred fifty metres from paso de linja telegrafica was the mouth of a new tributary which flows into the roosevelt by the right bank with the azimuth of two hundred sixty three degrees east southeast coming almost from east its width was ninety five metres and its waters flowed with great rapidity over a rock of porphyritic quartzite at the bar there are two islands and the river roosevelt after receiving that affluent takes a width of one hundred twenty metres and continues with the previous azimuth of thirteen degrees northwest the forest formation which had commenced to change a little before this spot with the appearance of the uawasu palms becomes very abundant here with this atalea as well as the heavia brasilensis rubber tree since leaving the pedra de cal fall however we no longer saw the bertholletia excelsa it perhaps exists in the interior of these lands to the new river thus discovered in latitude south ten degrees fifty nine minutes zero point three seconds and in longitude west of rio seventeen degrees five minutes fifty four seconds i gave the name capitao cardoso a modest homage of the gratitude and of the saudade which i owe to an old and constant companion in my work in the wilderness from the time of the construction of the telegraph line from mato grosso to cuyaba up to the day in the month of january nineteen fourteen on which he died at the barao de malgaso station where he had come to organize and proceed with the work which lieutenant nicolao bueno orta barbosa and paulo vasconcellos had been months previously forced to suspend so as to save their lives threatened by malaria unfortunately my old and dedicated companion of strife had no time to protect himself against a violent attack of these deadly fevers and at the end of two days sickness for the first time his body rested from the work of serving the public cause and his great heart stopped loving the country which gave him birth and the friends he had conquered by the beauty of his manly and kind character the possibility which expeditions of discovering unknown lands give us to perpetuate in the new geographical features the memory of the devoted servants of the nation real heroes not of some brilliant feat executed in a moment of excitement in the presence of thousands of spectators but rather of an uninterrupted series of sacrifices and unheard-of hardships is no consolation for those who meet and realize same it is simply a mitigation of the pain which remains 
of knowing that one of its sons is lost to the nation who knew how to honor it and serve it and for our friendship the object of an affection which sees itself frustrated in the hope of adding to the qualities already received other fresh qualities and has to resign itself to the fate of only nourishing the recollection of the past and the emotions of the saudade how often would we wish that destiny should spare us the painful duty of seeking a spot in the grand soil of our country to receive and preserve the memory of our companions of strife so as to transmit it to the future generations in which we deposit serene faith that they will know how to retribute with much love the devotion of those who had previously loved and served it so well in front of the river capitao cardoso on that afternoon of the sixth of april nineteen fourteen far from our minds was it to imagine that little more or less than a year having passed one of its affluents whose existence was not even then suspected would give us the occasion to renew these melancholic recollections we had left in the highlands the headwaters of the ananas to which we have already referred saying that mr roosevelt participating in the doubt relative to the course of the river which finally received his name had chosen to explore it in case the hypothesis that this was a simple tributary of the gai parana were verified the reconnaissance which we were making dismissed all the opinions contrary to that of the former river duvida being the upper part of the biggest of all the feeders of the right bank of the madeira and the result of this fact was that the ananas continues wrapped up in its mystery giving rise to new suppositions with regard to the potamographic system to which its waters should belong it appeared to us very probable that they flowed to the eastern branch of the arapuana but we could not definitely reject the supposition that they flowed towards the tapajos or directly enter into the amazon by the mouth already known under the name of canuma in order to solve these difficulties once and for all a new expedition was organized in the present year which whilst descending the ananas concluded that it was one of the two formers of another river whose identity the members of the expedition were only able to discover when they reached the mouth because there they met the mark of nineteen fourteen with the indication which we had left namely rio capatao cardoso unfortunately however the intrepid chief of this expedition lieutenant marques de Sousa, and one of his canoemen a few days previously had lost their lives from an attack which they had suffered from the indians who inhabit that wild country End of section ten.